chick, right? But then again, it was like 1981. Sure. How many years ago is that? That's 40 some odd years ago. Okay, I've hit record. Just so, yeah, Grandma Doll in her youth. I'm sure she had her wild side. Yeah, so I just, I thought it was interesting. I could just see her driving along, 1981. In the air tonight comes on. She cranks it. Crank it up, doll. <laughs> Crank it up, doll. Well, I know Dan and I were, I don't know, was it, that song became a hit again in 84, 85 when Miami Vice debuted. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Because that became kind of the theme of that song, of that, that TV show. And we played the shit out of it at that radio station. We worked together in Calgary. Mm-hmm. Here's uh, let me, this is something profound I'm about to say. Fan, can't can't wait. Okay. Profound alert. Profound Hang on. Do, alert, we, do we have an alert for that? <laughs> All right, go. Well, it's almost sad because you take a song like "In the Air Tonight," forty some odd years later, still holds up. People still love it. It comes on the radio, and it it's a pretty unique, cool song. Mm-hmm. It will live forever. Sure. And yet, on the heels of it. I believe it was KJ, not May, who explained that Phil Collins now can hardly walk. Mm-hmm. In fact, the last time he appeared on stage, he was he had to sit down or like was in a wheelchair, actually. And I just thought, isn't that something? His art lives on forever, but the creator of the art mm-hmm. is on his way out. You when, can't live forever, Phil. When, when do we to die? When do we get to the profound part? Well, that's just think about it. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm. You know what? Yeah. That was uh, it was cheap. I didn't need to say that. You know, you're absolutely right. Well, isn't that the nature of art? I mean, yes. we're still, you know, I, I, you know, I went to Paris last fall, and you're still going into galleries where, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years ago, those people created that, and we're still looking at it. Or the guy that cut off his ear, that guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, can't you see, you've gone from profound now to just idiotic. <laughs> Did that one should, of those guys cut off his ear? Yes, that's that really is. That really sums up the show. Profound, idiotic, <laughs> just like that. Yeah. Um, all right, Dan Duran, let's uh, not waste any more time. Not that this was time wasted, but we want to get to our sponsors right off the beginning of our program. This episode of Humble and Fred is being broadcast to the world from the well-equipped Humble and Fred Studios in Toronto, from our cottage-like Brampton facility, and from Howard's Kitchen Island, just right next to the coffee maker. Mm. Good coffee this morning. Are you having some coffee, Dad? And is brought to you by (laughs) Bodog, the Retirement Sherpa, the Chambers Plan, Aaron Ventures, evnet.ca, and GoDaddy. And now, here are two men who considered a career in mediation, but found that once both parties were in the same room, they just wanted to tell everyone to fuck off. Very good, Dander. I'm sorry, one. That guy with the old Fox, uh, the, the Fox Dominion thing, there was a guy that was like, you know. Uh, mediated wars and stuff in the past and he was you know on his vacation and then he mediated that whole settlement oh did he yeah I, I did not hear about that uh, thank you for that Dan Duran though great introduction as always and um, oh here's we're, we're back to Phil Collins because you know the song the part of this song that everyone you know no matter where you are people will air drum to this I mean, you can't say you've never air drummed to in the air tonight. You can't say it. I'm not saying it. Don't try to. I won't. Right. 
Um, I often wonder if the guys from Genesis, when they heard this song, thought, how long was he sitting on this? Yeah. Great point. You know, how long has he been sitting on this and he didn't want to make it a Genesis song? Mm-hmm. Because is it safe to say maybe this the most popular, biggest hit of Genesis slash Phil Collins? Oh, I would say. I mean, I, I I can't think of other. I mean, you know, Phil Collins had other poppy. Oh yeah, some of hits them after this they were horrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With that one Easy Lover and all that other crap. It was a, a crap load of Genesis songs. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say crap? Yeah, I did. Just yeah. crap. Yeah, big huge pile of uh, Genesis songs before that, right? Because there was their, there was their art rock phase, and then they yeah. went through that pop phase. When is the boom? Kind of broke up. When does the drum part come in, Dan? About halfway through. Here we go. Okay, I, that can't be it. Jeez, thanks, Phil. Thanks for sitting on that one, buddy. Yeah, hang on. You know, thank you. I just remember the uh, beginning of Miami Vice. I was, I, I'm not sure if you and I were roommates at the time, probably. Yeah, yeah, and, no, I remember Miami Vice. Yeah. And, and we were high. We used to get high all the time. Dan and I, we did two things. We got high and we watched Star Trek reruns. That was kind of our, uh, a yeah. bit of an event for us. And then this thing came on, Miami Vice, and we were like, whoa, whoa, man. Well, didn't Dan have a Don Johnson face? You mean like I wore their Don yeah, Johnson? You wore them, yeah. I don't know if Dan did, but if Dan took my first uh, stand-up sort of headshot, mm. uh, he took these pictures for me. Because he's a fantastic photographer. Do you, oh, Dan, yes. Dan, do you remember I was wearing the Miami Vice coat? Do you remember that? Oh, I, yeah. I, somewhere in the, in the basement, oh. I, I have these pictures of me in that Miami Vice with the sleeves rolled up as part during, of my promo shots. During that era, like you could go downtown and every fifth guy was dressed up like Don. It was crazy. <laughs> well, it that really look, was. That blazer look with these sleeves rolled up, yeah. that was uh, oh, yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Anyway, that's a great point. I, I opted for the Don Knotts look myself. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Andy, OP. Um, you're right about uh, the post. Like that might be the Phil Collins, best Phil Collins song. Because I'm just looking here at some of the other ones. I mean, I'm not. Uh, I can't. I can't. There's. It doesn't have all any of. Against all odds was a good one. That was a movie thing, wasn't yes. it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, against, so, but anyway, uh, how this all started is because I was just seeing if, when I, I test the, when we test the system just before we hit record, one of the things I do is I make sure the guys can hear something on Spotify. And what, had, yeah. what I had up was uh, Dire Straits, Sultans of Swing. Mm-hmm. It started this by you saying, like, that's, what year was that? 1978? It had to be around there. I worked at CKFH, and I was on the board, and I it was a hit at the time, or it was current at the time, or however you want to label it. Let's see. Yeah, you look it up, and I I, uh, I was telling you guys, I mean, I'm, this is the, the reason it was up, is I recorded Swing Thoughts yesterday, and this has been, for eight years, the Swing Thoughts theme. Get it, Dan? Sultans yeah. of Swing? Yeah. Does that make any sense to you at all? Yeah, it puts it together for me, you know. My interesting <laughs> Does it? Yeah, can handle that. 
Yeah, May 78 it was released. 78. And and one of the things I think is fascinating because of the... This is also part of the pre-show discussion. On TikTok, there's a whole section of young kids, men and women, who are who do the Sultans of Swing guitar solo. This is guitar TikTok. It's amazing, these kids. And this is a song that was probably, as you said, it's coming up to 50 years old. 45 for sure. And, and these kids still find something in it that resonates with them. These are like kids, like 20-year-olds, 18-year-olds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, uh, I'm often fascinated by young people, 20-somethings, 30-somethings, and then, you know, you're uh, sort of exposed to their playlist stuff that will pop up. And you think, wow, that song was made 20 years before they were even born. Yeah. And they love it. Look at them moving to the music. Look at them moving. They're in a groove with this song that was made 20 years before they were even born. Where, where exactly are you looking at kids moving to music? Exactly. You know, when does that come up? At the Tin Palace, quite often. Okay. All right. People, hey. you know, in that whole vibe, the sun, the, the mm. tunes on, sure. the, on the dock, and hey, Dan, back yep. me up. Yes, no, that's <laughs> true. That's, uh, I wasn't... Young... Go ahead, Dan. Uh, well, the young, there, there's a water bar that, you know, they sure. yes. everybody. Yeah. The young people. Mm-hmm. The um, young people. Water. One of the points we made was that, uh, I can't remember if we'd hit record by this time, but the idea that, you know, when you and I were young people moving to the music, could, could a song from our parents' era of 45 or 50 years prior, what that would sound like to us would be completely a different experience. No, uh, good point. Um, Ours wasn't a huge music house. Like, we got the, you know, the the TV with the built-in stereo and stuff. My parents didn't... My dad had a, uh, a country music uh, period, but mm. all I... You know, my all I remember was, like, Engelbert Humperdinck and Tom Jones. You know what I mean? That's as far back. And often, that was current at the time. Sure. But my, a different genre, that's all. My dad was pretty eclectic, although we didn't... We had that... Well, I, ha, I have it upstairs, Dan, that... Uh, mid-century modern stereo cabinet and my dad's you know 15 or so records are still in there it's like leonard Cohn, glenn yarborough i think joan baez this was like the 60s and early 70s you know lou you know trying to be hip i suppose listen right in this room beside me the storeroom i have like three boxes of my grandfather's uh 78s you know the records mm-hmm. if you drop them they smash yeah, yeah. like a like a plate sure i don't know if they're worth anything but they're there here's the uh, lead they all do And it's so weird. It's surreal seeing like a 17-year-old fresh-faced kid from mm-hmm. Cincinnati playing this note for note. It's just wild, man. Well, doesn't it beg to be replicated if you're into that? Like, Absolutely. Just one of those riffs, like, I could do that. And and the other one I told you guys about that these I see these kids do is uh, the, the, the lead from uh, Hotel California. Um, anyway, uh, this is the show. Uh, this is all we're doing today. Of course, uh, we don't do emails on Thursdays. That's Friday's thing, although we've picked out a couple extra. So we've got uh, a couple of uh, emails each that are, you know, they're hot off uh, yesterday's program. I actually began my day. I came downstairs. I was a little bit late today because I slept in. And I came downstairs and uh, I could only see part of Dan because he was bent over. I, I thought looking for something. 
<laughs> and I said, what are you doing over there? <laughs> what are you doing over there, Dan Duran? And he says, I'm stretching. I said, oh, that's good. <laughs> he said, I've lost my flexibility. You know, just a, another random Dan Duran thing that made me laugh. It's just out of nowhere. I've, been, I've, never, I've known him for 40 plus years. Have you, ever, have you ever seen him stretch? I haven't. No. But I thought you were going to, you know, the uh, subject matter earlier in the week of him not wearing underwear. Oh, I yeah. have seen him bend over to do something and notice that his plumber's butt is quite, quite obvious because he hasn't had underwear on. I've noticed that before. As, as have I. I mean, if you haven't seen Dan Duran's ass crack, you don't, you don't know Dan Duran. <laughs> right. And in fact, on that subject, I, I was coming down the stairs. Funny you bring that up. Curious. Interesting. That I walked by his room and on the floor, just thrown there, were a pair of underwear. And I thought the following, I thought, if he doesn't wear underwear, how many pairs does he have? I guess he doesn't need to have his. I have, I have, I don't, 20? How many do you, you got to have 20 pairs of underwear? Uh, actually, I do. I yeah. think I have, I think uh, currently in circulation, I have 18, two packs of nine that I had bought at Costco. Nice. Some, some Adidas underwear, actually, yes. So, Daniel, what would, do you have three or four pairs? What do you have? I have about seven. Ah. Okay. Yeah. That's about it. Here do you, you uh, do, do any, do you take any steps to, ex- do any extra steps to, I don't know, wash that area because your 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 dirty ass crumbs are rubbing against all your pants yeah i'm uh, you know yes yes i do (laughs) (laughs) yes i do i I spend a little more time what do you mean wash you know i was at the uh i had my film like with a wet nap or something i had my film shoot yesterday yeah we're gonna get to your film shoot in a second so i'm like a wet nap like a a bidet a little basin next to the dude put a little water on a cloth yeah, but what about, I'm more concerned about the pants because, as you said, those, those crumbles or crumbs or whatever, whenever you get worked right into the to the, the gene material, exactly. Yeah. So do you do you like use spray and wash in that area, Dan, before you wash, just for a little extra cleanse? Well, it doesn't usually need it. Well, crumbs, I Dan. Change, I usually change my pants every day. So thank you. I love for, it. Oh, like a crumb can't embed in one day. Come on. Crumbs, I, love, I love the outrage. Crumbs, Dan. Do you crumbs. do that to your underwear? Are you spraying well, no, your but underwear? We, we, spray? I, I wear my underwear my, once exactly. a day. Every, change it every Same day. Same here. Same here. Yeah, I but change you wear my pants, pants every day. Every day you change your pants. Yeah. Do you really? Oh, well, mm-hmm. that's well, okay. I don't. I don't. But back to the uh, Dan Duran. So I come downstairs and Dan Duran's. <laughs> that's outrage. <laughs> Thank you for finally getting on. the. I've been saying this for three days. His ass crumbs are grinding into his denim. Uh, yeah. Um, I come over and then Dan is doing calisthenics or whatever. And uh, I'm just curious what was going on. And this will maybe tie into your movie set thing which I'm sure people are curious about. I was when you came home last night. I'm like, how did it go, Dan? Were the people nice to you? But were you feeling sore? Is your back bugging you? 
Well, a little bit like I'm, yeah, and I got to do a little bit more. I think we talked about this before. I'm just, we're getting older and I just got to be a little bit more. I, I was going to like my backs a little bit stiff. I should be stretching in the morning. Okay. I should, I should have more of a morning routine. I, I wake up and lay in bed. I should probably wake up and do something before this show. Yeah. Love it. That's what I've been thinking. All right. You know, I've, I've noticed that too. And this, this might have a level of profound in it. Oh That's God. It's just nothing but profundities today. <laughs> Profound. Profundities. You know, there's, there's that tipping point where you're you're of an age, and if you don't do anything, you're sort of in a holding pattern, and you exercise to get better. I have found I've reached that tipping point where I have to start exercise exercising to stop from getting worse because I. Even coming downstairs now and stuff, it's like, I've never felt like this before. So I actually have to start something to stay in the holding pattern. You know, it's, you got, you, age is a horrible freaking thing. Well, Dan, you know, you know, you've, uh, you've, you're intimate, uh, you're, you're in, you know what my golf lab is. And a lot of that stuff I have in there is, is our weights and, and things that are, you know, uh, clubs that i swing to stay flexible and that's what i do every day i mean i work out once a week officially with somebody but i i go in there almost every day doing some kind of something to keep my well, and to, to your no to your point i'm being serious now and profound i'm not doing it to build any more muscle or speed because mm-hmm. there's something in golf is, is every year you're, you're just not like at a certain point you can't get faster but you can maintain it and that's all I do yeah well Dan's lucky because he's got a built in weight and club mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. well it only took 17 minutes to get to yeah. girlfriend Lisa <laughs> wait, has, wait a minute uh, wait this. is that profound subject change is that mm-hmm. profound <laughs> uh, but no to your subject, point about flexibility Dan, and, and it's a good thing, you know, like I, you know, I'm going to a yoga class on uh, Saturday. Those are the kind of things you should do. I was going to, I thought to myself, if you were ever here on a weekend, you could come to one of my uh, Saturday morning classes. And funny enough, and, and I think we started this for a little bit. Lisa's like an actual, you know, certified yoga teacher. There you go. Well, tap and, into uh, that, we started, Dan. He's already tapping into that, Fred. So <laughs> what well, we started a little while ago, and it, but, you know, the mornings are or our schedules are different. So oh, yeah. So well, but but uh, we did start doing a uh, there. You can get apps just like the Noom app. You know, it's of course. A, exercise apps, right? That you yeah. Can, they go through a routine or whatever. And I've done, I, I thought that routine that she originally started off with that, well, that's not much. That's, you know, I see what the exercises are, but it, you know, you do it and go, oh, that, mm-hmm. that's way more mm-hmm. physically taxing than you give it credit for when you first look at it. And it's just stretching exercises, right? Have you ever heard the term something is better than nothing? No. What, we all, what no seriously. And I think it's a, where a lot of us fall down and I have over the years where you think, okay, I'm going to get into an exercise routine you overdo it and sort of turn yourself off because you think when you embark that it's got to be of this level that you know we're just easing into it just anything is better than nothing figure it out um here's the thing most guys that i play with our age group and i'm uh, often mocked for it I, i i basically when i go to play I don't hit a golf uh, ball for about 10 or 12 minutes. I have this routine that I do to basically mm. warm up and, you know, involve some yoga stuff, some golf stuff. But what I do is I do that almost every day. If I go up there and swing a golf club in the lab there, I still do my little 10 minute routine before I start swinging anything. Part of the reason and you, and you hit on it. I'm not trying to 
improve so much is I'm also trying not to get injured. That's a huge thing for guys our age. You know, you mentioned that you're coming down the stairs and you're feeling things that you hadn't felt before. Part of it is because you're not really using those muscles very much, especially the last couple of days. You haven't walked as much. No, and that's you're right, because, you know, I got quite a bit of exercise when I was away. And then I sort of shut it down. But your routine, it sounds like you could join Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's what I'm trying to you, do. You, you could start a new thing at Yo Golf. You should start a new at Cirque du Soleil. Yes, that's right. I mean, I could, I, could, I, could join, I could join Jerk du Soleil for sure. <laughs> you know, Cirque du Soleil. They're not down at Ontario Place or wherever they were before. Apparently, they're right near the studio there and causing traffic. What? Havoc. Where? Just, I, look at it. It's somewhere it's South there. of the Gardner. You can see it from the Gardner. Okay. I'm sorry, yeah. Dan. Gardner and what? Uh, Gardner and Kipling-ish. A little, a little yeah. bit closer to better. Are you serious? Like, just the yeah, south they, of they, us there. Yeah. Because of whatever they're doing at Ontario Place or wherever they had it. Right. No, they had it, it they had it east of Ontario Place. They were in the right. East End for uh, Oh, yeah, most yeah. It's all time. under construction over there. That's all okay. the, uh, the Docklands and stuff. Yeah, yes, the Docklands. So they don't so have they, any room for it there. So they've gone to some warehouse parking lot or something, abandoned warehouse parking lot. There was enough space, but they really didn't think of, you know, the infrastructure to access it. Apparently, it's just, oh, there's, oh, it's in the news. Hmm. I, uh, I'm trying to think if I went to that show and why. Maybe Rachel and I went. I mean, it's been in town for a while. No, no, well, it just it comes started. every year. It's, yeah, it's a new one. Okay, well, the last time yeah. they were here last year, uh, when XGFR was still GFR, I think I went to it. Do they? Do they? Um, uh, Beatles love. Cirque du Soleil. That's only in Vegas, right? Do, do they? Do have they you, move I've never that seen show it. Around? I don't think so. Have you, have you seen it? Oh yeah, fantastic! Love yes, it. I never saw it. Mm-hmm. But I think it's only in Vegas you can see it. But you would think so popular they would ro- they would tour that show that, would yeah. travel. Yeah, tour it right. Um, Dan, uh, when you came in last night, I was eager to find out, and I thought maybe the audience would as well. I wrote down Dan on set. Maybe mm-hmm. you can uh, relay what you said to me about your experience. Because, you know, we jokey jokes aside, you know, we live vicariously. We're not big movie people. And uh, I have only been on a set like that a few times. But Dan was explaining to me, Fred. Yes. That uh, it was quite the. Now, again, and before I continue, are you mm-hmm. still not allowed to tell us what it was? I asked. I'm not allowed to say anything oh, okay. about you know, what it is specifically. <laughs> until it. Until. In December, sometime in December to January. That's All right. when, uh, but you understand this podcast is not widely circulated. I mean, we've got a great audience, but, but I, I mean, explain to me why, though, they you cannot mention it because I don't get that. Like, because the publicity people for the project want and this is pretty standard now, especially okay. with at this level of uh, big production, I guess, interest, mm-hmm. big production interest. I mean, mm-hmm. because it's a I don't know if you call it a franchise or whatever, but it's one of those big productions that has people that are you know in the background, like lots of fans and they want to know stuff about right. the uh, production. So, oh, okay. yeah. so, so they don't want to reveal anything about it that okay. they don't have control over. But, so, but you being in this series, which is very yes. popular, how does that compromise fan you know getting an early look at 
It's just everybody being really safe okay. right now. Because, I mean, I, I haven't, you know, whoever on the planet the, you know, head of publicity is would be able to give me permission to do this, but I haven't got access. And to you don't want to. If I series lead, it might yeah, be Yeah, and you don't want to compromise anything because you want to get no. back on the series. And we won't. We don't. And, you know. Yeah. We're not going to do that. He wants to be a regular. So, Dan, tell us about your day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, it's really? standard film stuff, really. But the, uh, the the fascinating part that I always find about big productions is when you go into a film set, it just the set, like how they how they do sets to is just like the scale was enormous. The scale is crazy. Tell tell like Fred it, what you told me about the size of the green screen. So and, like yeah, there's two. There where I was, there was this is just one of the uh, buildings that they use, and there it's like a, it's at least three to four stories high. Is how high the, the the roof is, and from that from the top of the the uh, the roof to the to the ground, there's green screen curtains. But imagine a, the biggest warehouse space you've been in, mm-hmm. and that's like an airplane hangar like, almost. Yeah, like yeah, or imagine uh, a Costco store with nothing in it. No, except for tasters. Just an entire space, right. just nothing but tasters, yeah. and people lined up for little quiches and things. And that there was a green curtain that they could draw around the ex- entire exterior. Wow. The scale is just astonishing. And how high it is when you walk in there, it's like... And I even told one of the uh, the, the makeup uh, or the hair lady that was working on me, I said, uh, I said every time I, I come in here and she says, you, you, it's every day for you, but every time I walk into a building like this and see that, it just is, is astonishing. And she said, you know, it's the same. I, have, I still have that same thing. Sure. She actually worked on uh, Designated Survivor. So she knew who you were, obviously. Yeah, and it was, uh, um, the first the thing, because Dan was worried yesterday. We, I'm not sure if we revealed this, but he had a bit of a cold sore coming, and he was worried Ooh, that good. that was going to compromise his acting. And when <laughs> when he came in last <laughs> night, I said, Dan, I, "Actually, I was yelling at him from the balcony." I said, "Dan Duran." Welcome home from your day at the movies. I said, did you get extra money? And he said, why? I said, for your, for your co-star, the cold sore. Did they give you extra for that, Dad? Right. You know, that kind of nonsense. So, yeah. Dan, you actually have words in this? I actually have words, yeah. yeah. How many? A couple of pages? Uh, I can't talk about lines? it. A couple of lines? Yeah, yeah. You can't even few talk lines, about that? A few lines. It was a, the scene is a bunch of pages, yeah. Wow. Let me ask you, when, when, the, when it's, uh, you know, action... And it comes to your, what's that feeling you get just before you have to deliver your lines? Is it like a sporting event or something where you get all like fucking nervous and, and butterflies and shit? Actually, no. Mm. Not from, it is like walking to the building and mm-hmm. sitting down for the first bit and, rem, you know, running your lines ahead of time. That's mm-hmm. the nervous part for me. Sure. That's I'm getting, you know, it's all nervous. But once they, once I sit down on a set. And you know they start. The, the, you start talking to the director, and the mm-hmm. uh, and the uh, you know you'll talk to the cinematographer a little bit, and sort of like he'll explain where the where mm-hmm. the shots being shot and which camera to look at, and all that kind of thing. And, and, and then that's all calming to me. Mm-hmm. Well, that's cool because Dan, Dan's call time, as they say in the movie business, Dan's call time was two thirty. Dan didn't get on the set until when. Uh, 7.30. 7.30. And uh, so he's waiting around all day. Eating. Sounds like my dentist. <laughs> <laughs> Will you wear makeup to your dentist? Fantastic. No. Um, you fucking uh, fucking wait. Fucking day. Fucking day. Fucking day. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and then Dan, can you say, because uh, I asked how many takes did it take? And you, and, and you, you nailed it. And you had a co-star who was very uh, beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do we and, know? Uh, no, you're not allowed to say. I, I don't know. Not allowed to say. You can't even um, say whether you know her. We would know her. 
I don't know if you'd know her. I could say that if I knew that. But right. I, She's not a big star, but she was apparently, according to Dan, very, very beautiful. Yes. Which at this age, we all just find frustrating. <laughs> Sitting next to such a beauty, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, and I said maybe I do, she's you know got what, I, uh, maybe she's got uh, grandpa issues. Maybe she, maybe yeah, you know, maybe she looked over you and went, "That's the grandpa that I'd like to take down." He doesn't like that, man. He'd much prefer you. But is uh, getting back to the number of takes we did? Yeah, three so takes, many takes, three takes of everything, three takes of everything, and then and, and, and then we'll just the director said, "I don't have any notes. Just you know, let's do it again." And nice, you know, I could do that for safety, just in case something happens during one take, or they like the the version just slightly better of another. So that was it. We were really uh, within fifteen twenty minutes. We were we were done. Amazing. And and, and and when you're done and you're leaving, you think, okay. Oh, I don't want this to be over. I, I'd like to do more. I'd like to come back tomorrow and have more lines. Yes, that's very true. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Eh? Do you ever suggest? Yeah, when are they, they going to so discover you once? Exactly. I was going. Do you ever say to the director, you know, uh, maybe Scott. this character of mine? <laughs> what's that, friend? <laughs> yeah. What were you say? No, because I'm. Remember, he was in Crash and Burn. Oh, okay. was Very and was very good with that. And yes. I thought. And then they kill off his 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 character. You know, Dan, like he's just he's poised, ready to. Pounce. So what I was going to say, because I thought you were said something funny, but you were just mumbling. Um, do you ever say to the director, yeah. this character I'm playing, maybe he could do this. And then the director goes, you know what? We should take this character that Dan Duran's playing and weave him, weave him into the story <laughs> mm-hmm. and his girlfriend, the anchor woman or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll push that forward. Ah, yes. Dan, like the idea. Dan, that, Dan, Dan. Yeah. Hey, I will tell you something that's kind of interesting as far as uh, you know. In, in this day and age, yes, I was, I was in the. Uh, there's sort of an area where you know the the, the cast chairs. You know those those director chairs. Sure. You did, does yours have a cast, name on it? Forecast just said cast. Damn it! I asked if I could write my name on it, and they said, No, I don't know if we can hmm. do that. Um, Anyway, so I was just, uh, we were really like kind of waiting uh, and getting all prepped and stuff. And there was, so there's the audio people, there's the hair people, there's the wardrobe people, there's all, you know, and, and then props and everything else. And, and there was somebody that came up and, and I, I said to her, uh, so what are you going to do to me? Mm. Like, mm. And, she's, and then she said, anything you want. Well, flirty, <laughs> so like, flirty but, McDan. You know, yeah, we're, we're in a work environment. Yes. And it was just like, oh man, if I, like, I'm so conscious of, of not making any kind yes. of weird comment at all. Just hyper aware. Not that I would normally, but I'm just, <laughs> no, and I, I heard no, that. I and the first thing I thought was you guys. It's like, if the situation was reversed, oh, yeah. and I Oh did yeah. That, yes. It would not. It not yes. would not have played no, at sir. all. It would have been no. no, no. You have to live with that double standard. But tell us when she said that. Did it move? <laughs> no. uh, my question was when the prop people came over. They said, "What's in your pants? We didn't authorize that. That's an unauthorized prop." Uh, so one last question for movies: Are you underwear on or do you go commando? No, this was underwear on. You got to do that. Or uh, is it commando or cadando? Cadando, we'll call it. Do you go cadando? Uh, Dan Duran's news. Uh, only a short wait today. He's going to come back in about a half an hour after he um, cleans up his uh, his breakfast. You know, he has bananas and peanut butter. Yeah. <laughs> 
And all the uh, cupboards closed, or are they just a jar, like normally? It's fine. All right. It's fine, and, you know. Very nice. Good. Don't worry. All right, sir. It be a jar. Calm down. The cleaning lady was here yesterday. That's why you're all worried about this. I know. Everything's fine. All right, pal. Uh, there's Dan Duran. By the Oh, it's too bad. <laughs> a funny story. So, the woman that cleans the house, her name is Inez. I-N-E-S. But when you see that name spelled, it's like in a message or a text. Sure. It just looks odd, right? So, Dan says to... I, so, Dan says... No, you'd think it was Ions, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a couple weeks ago when I came home. He said, yeah, I got a hold of lines. I said, what? <laughs> he said, yeah, lines is coming. Uh, or she came the week before you came. I'm like, I don't know who you're talking to or talking about. <laughs> it's Inez. <laughs> he, he didn't think it was Ions. He thought it was lines for some reason. Oh, Daniel. I'm going to miss him. He's uh, moving on next week. He won't be my roommate anymore. Six months just flew by, just like that. Well, you can visit him. No, I don't know. I won't see him all summer now. He'll be next. He'll be your roommate. That's the beauty of this. He's going to be, I'm going to take him, and the baton will be, yes, you'll be right next to him. He's my roommate. Well, but it's very close. You'll see him. You'll see him every day like I have for the last six months. (laughs) Okay. Or when I've been in town. Uh, let's get some uh, business uh, taken care of here. Well, ladies and gentlemen, as you know, and I guess we'll be talking about this a bit later, uh, must-win situation for the Maple Leafs tonight. They're actually the favorite for the uh, Game 2, minus 7. Really? Over, yeah, for Game 2. And that's that's notable, minus 170. The over-under on the game is 6, but for uh, the series now, it's shifted. Maple Leafs were the favorite before game one. Now, Tampa, minus 130 to win the series. Makes sense. Uh, whether you're a sports better, a horse racing fan, a uh, poker or casino player, Bodog, your number one source of online gambling entertainment from their industry-leading odds, world-class sports book, and feature-rich poker room to their fully loaded casino and race book, they've been providing Canadian players with an unparalleled gaming experience since 1994. If you're interested in the world of uh, mining, specifically boron, we recommend uh, AaronVentures.com, an emerging international junior mining and exploration company engaged in the acquisition, exploration, development of resource properties, specifically the uh, magical mineral known as boron. Aaron Ventures' strategies to uncover and capitalize on this unique development opportunity. There's only a few places on planet Earth where they're bringing boron out of the ground commercially. And it's a uh, something you might want to talk about uh, talk about with your Sherpa or the Sherpa and see if it fits inside your portfolio. AaronVentures.com yeah. Quickly, yeah, uh, yeah. Run some by you guys mentioned we were talking about Costco there a couple of minutes ago. It was referenced. So I'm in Costco with Delise the other day, and uh, you know I'm thinking I need some coffee, and I look, and there's this new Kirkland um, dark roast, very bold. It says, and I had never seen that before, and I only seen the breakfast blend or whatever the Kirkland has, and that's not strong enough for me. So I'm thinking, should I get a box of this? And it's 120 for like 41 bucks. And I thought, that's a good deal. Should I get a box of this? Because I like dark roast bold coffee. And then I'm thinking, but what if I don't like it? What if I don't like it? Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, oh, I don't know. Maybe I. By the way, I'm sorry if I. What's 120 what for 41 bucks? 120 pods. Oh, I'm they're. they're it's um, like Cura. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I should yeah, have okay. explained that. Yes. That, I'm sorry. Okay. That Keurig seems like a pretty pods. good deal, right? Mm hmm. 
Yes, I should have mentioned that. Um, and then I'm thinking, ah, yeah, it's a good deal, but not if it's no good. So I decide no, and then I go back and I'm thinking, ah, should I or shouldn't I? And I look and there's a box open. Mm-hmm. So I thought, should I or shouldn't I? And I never, never told Doll. I thought, I thought, should I dip into this box and just grab one of them and put it in my pocket? I'll take it home. I'll try it. So shoplifting. So then it will. And then. <laughs> no, so just shoplifting. Okay, so you thought, should I shoplift? Should so I steal? I thought, should I just take one of these pockets? Mm-hmm. Because I'm, listen, I, I frequent Costco a lot. Sure you they do. do. They do quite well by me. Yes. I thought, just take one of these pods. And it was open. And it looked like people had dipped into it, maybe with the same idea that I had. Should I take one pod? And then I thought, oh, I'll ask Doll. Should, should I just take one of these? And, of course, she would say, no. Are you kidding? Don't mm-hmm. be ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> so guess what the Fred man did? Well, I'm going to say, uh, knowing you as I have, I'm saying you took the pod. I took one. Yeah, of course you did. Because I got news for you. You know what the how man would do? I would take two. (laughs) (laughs) I did. I did. Of course you shoplifted. (laughs) I did take two. Oh, you did? Why not? What if you like? What if you really? You got to take a mega mega taste. Oh, yeah. Because now I'm starting to calculate. I'll get home. And if I have one, maybe that's not a fair assessment of the coffee. I'll need at least two. So I took two pots. Yeah. And um, I didn't tell Doll. I still haven't told her now. And she doesn't listen to this show. She'll never She'll know. She'll never know. And the reason she doesn't listen is for reasons like this. Or for breaks like this. Or conversations like this. I got it. It would, it would embarrass her. So anyway, I brought it home. And then yesterday morning, I tried one. And, you know, I'm glad I didn't buy it. I didn't like it. I still like my Starbucks French roast. Has that, you know, in the morning when you first have that first couple of sips. And it's like, oh, well, it didn't. It the the Kirkland Bold mm. Dark Roast did not do it for me. I mean, so what what uh, good is forty one bucks if you don't like it, right? I mean, morally, you know, you're breaking the law. You're contributing to the, uh, you know, whatever that is, uh, cost of uh, food because yes, you're right. You know. Um, I feel shamed. Well, you shouldn't, but you should, but you, I mean, I'm not, listen, I think of the same thing. Like, you know, I've, I would do the same thing. I mean, I, I was going to give you all kinds of shit, but I thought, ah, fuck it, I'm going to do the exact same thing. And, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I, and I agree with what, what you said in terms of, because some might listen go, it's still stealing is stealing. Think about the amount of money you spend in a Costco in a year. I know. You can throw, they can throw you a couple pods. I know, but in front of a judge, that would not fly. So I'm thinking I have these pods going through. So then I'm starting thinking, what if somebody saw me or whatever, and I'm walking out and they say, sir, stop, empty your pockets. Yeah, yeah. And there's there's a couple of pods there, of course, thinking, you know, it's never going to happen. But, you know, your mind races. And I, I was going to say... Well, I thought it was just a free sample. You know, like all those people standing at the end of the lines. It was just the person had gone to the bathroom or something. Oh, yeah. You so I just helped myself. I thought this was a sample thing because the box was open. I love the and fact the that you've got your alibi ready. I did. <laughs> That's fucking great. 
Because it was great? right there. It was on top of everything. The box opened. For all I know, maybe that was the idea. Oh, Try was it? I don't know. I oh, don't you know. I don't know, Judge. I'm just old and I can't come down the stairs. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Sir, the next case in front of you is a man who stole two pods from uh, Costco and he can't walk. Now, see, you stole pods from, well, we did, but you, Mo, Morse, Morse, um, okay. from Sirius XM. Well, that was, is there any, that we, is we were, there any difference? Yeah, because they weren't selling pods at Sirius XM. Well, they, <laughs> <laughs> it's not their okay. business. Although, you know what? It should be. <laughs> <laughs> Fuckers. Fuckers. <laughs> so I, here's anyway. what I, I was just looking up the kind of coffee that I've been drinking. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And I recommend it. They don't sponsor okay. us, but I wish they did. They're, it's okay. just really, really good coffee. And most people have seen it. I don't. It's probably not sold in Costco, but mm-hmm. all your other grocery stores, it's called Kicking Horse Coffee. Oh, right. I've seen that. And it's in a sort of a black bag. And um, I used to drink it before I stopped drinking caffeinated coffee. Mm-hmm. But the great Dan Duran, who is the original coffee snob, and certainly in my life, yours, yours probably as well, the first guy that, you know, ever introduced me to the idea that, you know, that coffee could be something you taste, uh, that could taste good. Just the, the way you described your, your first cup of whatever you like to drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm drinking it now since November. In fact, I'm just reordering it right now because we're out of it. And um, I can tell you, I don't notice the difference. And if Dan Duran, it's Dan Duran endorsed, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I can't remember. Um, <clears throat> Dan had that in his hobo trailer, as you call it. <laughs> <laughs> I knew my you'd buddy, like that. The hobo my buddy tra- Doug was laughing at that. The other oh, he did? Good. <laughs> Fucking Dan Duran's hobo trailer. Anyway, in the hobo trailer, he had this big, huge, elaborate coffee maker. Yes, right? I've you seen saw it. it didn't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. It was like something you'd see in a restaurant. Well, <laughs> no, it was in a restaurant. I know, I know. <clears throat> and the thing is, I, I don't know whether it it's it stayed there or went with colton because it was actually colton's whether i went to montreal with colton because you talk about being back at the trailer soon when he makes me espressos oh my goodness that's an experience man mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i bet you that cook uh, kicking horse if you brew it at like one or two ounces it's really good well all i can say and i don't remember if i had this conversation with you or somebody I can't remember the last couple of days about how I just, it's weird, you know, maybe we were talking about being in, in this habit, mm-hmm. changing habits, but I I remember in other times in my life where I've had to not drink coffee for a bit and having headaches and all this stuff, but I don't remember that with this. I, I've just gone now five months drinking this and even in Mexico, how I met, uh, it's funny because how I met. Uh, Senora Espinosa, who I'm having a little date with tonight on Zoom, a little Zoom date. How I met her is because I would go into this place and I learned to ask for decaffeinated coffee in Spanish. And she was there. And that's uh, I started, started to talk to her. I find decaffeinated coffee, it used to be, I, I don't know what I thought of it, but it tastes pretty good. Although I would ask you this, do you think that you would miss the the jolt or the the caffeine buzz? Because I don't seem to miss that. You know what, Howie? Howie, I, I I'd have to put it to the test. You know, um, there was a there was a I had to go off caffeine a few years ago because of some reason. I forget what it was. Maybe during my prostate thing. Why would um, uh, Why would that affect your prostate? Oh, I don't know. 
It may have been lay off the caffeine for a while or something. Okay. You know what? It could have been some other ailment. But, um, and I don't really recall at the time missing it that much. But again, I would have to put a conscious, uh, put that consciously to the test. Mm-hmm. You know? It's just, as you say, getting a good tasting decaf coffee, and it seems you found one. Now, do those come in Keurig pods? Kicking horse, do you know? I don't think they do, bud. <clears throat> okay. Uh, I've kind of gone off the... That's why I was confused when you were saying 120 right. for 40. I've kind of gone off ever since... Well, when Dan moved in last fall, I had made a conscious effort to get off the pods because it was just creating a lot of garbage for me. Right. Never, and, and since you guys all left here now for almost th- three years ago, over three years mm-hmm. ago, because we used to have that for you and I and Phil and everybody that was in the, in the office, I don't use pods anymore. Yeah. See, I do exclusively because... Even what, on the weekends? Yeah, but see, what I like about it is I only have two a day. And the thing is, to me, it's hard with a drip to make just two cups of coffee. And then when I make more, I found, you know, before pods, I was pouring a lot out. So I find that, you know, both are fresh because they're pods and you're making them on the spot. It's not sitting around for a while. Yeah, I get that. In fact, it does. But I mean, it, with Dan Duran, I'm sure you guys can dust a pot in no time. So, well, I, I made mm-hmm. I make it the night before. It's a little service I provide for Dan. I make it the night before generally, and I put it on program. And I make ten or eleven cups. And between right. the two of us, like I'm going to yell up at him in a second. Is there any coffee left? Because he will. He just he guzzles it, man. He goes hard. He goes hard. Um, here's a quick thing before we get to these emails. I thought it was interesting, curious, funny. I don't know. So, and, and it kind of ties in with something I want to recommend. I think I mentioned it the other day in the show. But I found a series. I watched it. It was seven episodes. A limited series is what I like because I don't want to invest in six seasons of succession. It's called Florida Man. I finished it up last night and watched three of the episodes. So I watched three episodes last night, back to back to back. And it was great. Not the greatest thing I've ever seen, but really satisfying. And if somebody's looking for a, a seven banger, mm. it's really good. And it's, and it's just one of those things that's kind of like a intrigue and a bit of a, uh, you know, mafia connection. And a, it's really, really well done. I recommend it. And the reason I mention it, because Netflix is just now ending its DVD by mail business in September. Did you even know, Mr. Patterson, that they'd still been doing that? I saw that on the nightly news. Seriously. Yes, they were talking about that. And when it got my attention, I thought, oh, are they showing, are they showing like a news clip from like 15 years ago? <laughs> exactly. That's what I thought it was. I thought it was like a retro story or something. And then I, and then I it's like, what? This is, this was still going on? That's wow. right. Where? Exactly. Where? Who, who was, who are these people that were still in 2023? Getting a DVD in the mail, watching it yeah. on yeah. some device, and then sending it back. That just seems yeah, ridiculous. I, no, I know. And, you know, eventually, like, you know, DVD players that are still out there, if they break, can you get them fixed? You know what I mean? Like, if you're still hung up on a DVD player. 
and you want it, even if you like it for the nostalgic reason, like you can't buy them anymore, can you? I don't know. Do you have anything in your house right no. now in your palace that even plays a DVD? No. Yeah, I me mean, neither. I don't even think Dan's got one of my old computers, one of the show's computers. I don't think it has a DVD drive. You know, and the way you hold on to this stuff, I got a couple of boxes here of CDs that I got over the years that I purchased that I got at CFNY and whatever given to me what. And I just can't bring myself to throw them out. Like my car, Delisa's car still has a CD player, but why? What reason would you ever have to play one? And it's like the easiest thing is just toss them, but for some reason I can't. What's that? What is that? Well, nostalgia. I've got a, I've got a bag that Bob Willette gave me years ago of all some DVDs from our show. Well, that's different, though. No, yeah, but I mean, I, I, I could, I could probably, I should probably get them transferred to something digital. Yes. Uh, Netflix, uh, their latest earnings report. I'm not sure if this was part of the story you saw. The company added 1.75 million new subscribers. Mm -hmm. And despite initial cancel reactions, saw its base grow in Canada since it introduced paid account sharing. Yeah, but you know, part of that story, they thought it would be three times higher than that. The 1.5. They thought it was going to be close. They thought that would turn into maybe 5 million more subscriptions. Oh, so, I see. Once they canceled the sharing part. Wow. But the projections, I mean, they're up, but not nearly as much as, you know, the bean counters thought. Well, whatever the math is on Netflix, they're doing okay. You know. Oh, yeah. They're but, doing fine. But the way that works, though, not nearly as good as they used to. Yeah, no kidding. Um, I think their share price has taken a real hit. And But back to the idea, just to, before we get to we've got about three or four emails, and we'll get to that before Dan Durant comes back. But just, I would love to talk to somebody that was still, like, what is the profile of that person that doesn't have Netflix on some kind of televised or television device in their home and that they were sending away for a movie? Forget get forget that movie on Netflix. That movie's available like everywhere. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Who knows? They Frederick? Have a fuck Trudeau love uh, <laughs> front lawn. Mm-hmm. I've seen some of those flags in my neighborhood. Oh have I. Yeah, yeah, it's nice pretty thing. funny. Nice. I know. Really I know. nice. I know where my son gets his car fixed. It's a guy who's got a little garage on a residential street, and you turn one of the first things you see yeah. all over this guy's front yard. It's like, that's nice for kids in the neighborhood. No, exactly. You moron. Yeah, Pete you know. Pete. Yeah. <clears throat> Fuck it. Um, okay, what we decided is that uh, we can't go through all the emails on Thursday, and it's getting to the point where the Fridays, it's just a lot. So this week, as we've introduced every day, we're going to read a couple, but then on Thursday, we'll add a couple so we can kind of comment on some of the things. These are basically sort of one-day-olds. You, know you know what I'm trying to say? These are all stuff that has come up in the last couple of shows at the very least. Frederick? Okay, um, I believe I'm reading this one, Scott Shields. Sure. Uh, If I send it to you, you're reading it. Pardon? If I send it to you, you're reading it. Okay. 
Two quick takes. You guys were talking about the outrageous price of concessions at the Rogers Centers this week. Well, I was at the Masters a few weeks ago with three other people. For lunch, we got four sandwiches and four beers, and the total cost was only $27, with no tip required. No food item on the menu costs more than $3, and beer only costs $5. It shows you you don't need to charge outrageous prices to make a profit. And we had talked about that earlier last week about the egg salad sandwich is still like a buck fifty or something at yeah at Augusta. And he goes on to say, I was driving while listening to Dan talk about the Dominion Fox voting machine story and just about spit out my coffee and drove off the road laughing when Dan called Tucker Carlson a fucktard. <laughs> I didn't think Dan had it in him to use such language. Mm. Loving the show. That's Scott Shields. Hundy P, since hearing you first on Funny 1410 in London way back in 2013. Isn't that nice? Thank you very much, Scott. Um, yeah, I was a little... It's funny, Scott. When it happened yesterday and Dan said uh, Tucker Carlson was a fucktard, I did take note of that. I thought, mm-hmm. well, look at you, Dan Duran. You know, swearing little choir boy. Hi, guys. It seemed Hi a bit guys. out of place, but I liked it. Hi, guys. Uh, this comes from an old friend of ours and a client at one time, uh, Andy Moore who was our guy at service-inspired uh, restaurant. Right on. He says, a few days behind, but I enjoyed the chat about Smartless. It's often frustrating. Listen, it's an often, it's often a frustrating listening experience, but now I'm actually finding it impossible to listen to. I'm kind of getting there. Mm-hmm. They may be great and engaging entertainers, but they are crappy as interviewers. They're too yeah. busy chirping each other and the interview gets lost. Like your recent anecdote about the chirper in Mexico. It's just exhausting to listen to. I get super excited, and I agree with Andrew on this part. I'll see a name of somebody on the show. And, and like he says, I get super excited that they have Bono or Eddie Vedder. Um, for me, the equivalent to you guys with Lennon or McCartney. Then the interview just sucks. Anyway, just goes to show how much I appreciate listening to the pros do it. And when they're not available, there's always you guys. See a little little <laughs> shot there. That's right. That's <clears throat> he says, uh, jokes, funny. of course, miss you, your illegitimate son, Andy Moore. And listen, man, I, I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, it, it's, it's to the point now where it's almost like disappointing. You know, you've recommended some Smartless interviews to me recently. And it's like, ah, I, can't, uh, I can't wade through all the nonsense. But that being said, I am going to be interested to see the uh, documentary about their road trip, which I think will be cool. Oh, yeah, sure. It's coming out in, uh, mm-hmm. I think, mid-May. Hi, guys. All righty. All righty. Isn't, isn't it sometimes, though, it's almost embarrassing to critique something like that when it's so wildly successful, but it's successful because of who does it mm-hmm. if if you didn't know those guys and you listened to it you'd probably have a whole different perspective on it but it's like two knobs sitting in toronto with a goofy little podcast actually criticizing smartless where do they get off but you know well i don't totally agree with you i think that two knobs in toronto with combined you know, 80 years of broadcast experience are the perfect guys to critique their interview technique because obviously, I know what you're saying, but obviously 
other people feel that way about the show. Mm-hmm. The other day, I heard a conversation between my wife and my two kids talking about Smart Listen, how much they listen and enjoy it. And none of them listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. Thinking, you know, because you're sitting there and I've told them, I said, you know, this is probably the most listened to. Well, in the comedy category on Apple, on Apple iTunes or whatever it is, like the probably the most listened to independent podcast in that cor- category in the country. But you you're talking about stuff. you and me. Yeah. Well, isn't that a curious thing? Yeah. Independent. I'm well, here's a curious yeah. thing, because you don't follow uh, me or us on Twitter. Yesterday, I don't know what made me think of it. Oh, I do. I get I, I, what made me think. Of? I get a thing every day from a company that charts where we are mm-hmm. on on different charts. Right. And I saw that we had taken a little bit of a jump up and I was like, oh, that's interesting. I hadn't actually looked at charts for a while. And yesterday on the comedy podcasts. Uh, category on iTunes, we were number 124. Mm-hmm. And I went through it, as I often do, to find all the other Canadians. Forget independent. Mm-hmm. All mm-hmm. the other Canadian podcasts. And yesterday, there was only two ahead of us. Mm-hmm. But here's the cool thing. You know who's number one right now, as mm-hmm. of yesterday? A, a new podcast called Wiser Than Me with Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Oh, yeah. I'd never even heard of it. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting aspect of this, too, because people have asked us over the years, how did your podcast become, how did it, how did you, how did you earn the legs or how did, how has it survived so long and how did you monetize it? Well, our answer always is we had a brand. We begin, we began with a brand, which really helped. And you look at that, eh? Someone like that. Oh, yeah. She announces a podcast and people just flock to it just to check it out because of her brand. 100%. Hundred percent, and and Smartless is still a second. A uh, couple interesting things: Fly in the Wall with Spade and Carvey is twelfth. Uh, what the fuck with Mark Marin is like eighteenth. Bill Burry is Bill Burr is nineteenth, and you have to go all the way. This was so like the first one that comes up. That's a Canadian one. Is our friend Steve patterson and the debaters but that's cbc it's got a huge yeah, that doesn't count it doesn't count even though it's a great mm-hmm. one but that's mm-hmm. a huge broadcast background etc mm-hmm. people know what i'm talking about bill mars on mm-hmm. there at 51 adam carolla doesn't show up until 63 like where we land it's there's no other canadians on it there's mm-hmm. we're probably even today where we drop down to like think 140th we're in the top five every day mm-hmm. of Canadian podcasts on Apple iTunes comedy. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, I don't know what it means, but it's, it means something. Anyway, no, exactly. <clears throat> so, uh, but that's interesting that you brought it up. Funny, hi interesting, guys. curious. Well, hi guys. I, you know, and I'm thinking the reason we popped up in the past couple of days was probably those stories about you almost shitting yourself. I'm sure that must have been it. You know, funny must guy. Have been it. You know, funny guy. You know what? Because I, I checked episodes as well. Hilarious yeah. man. You know the episode that helped pop us up a bit? What? Merrick. Well, yeah. Brand. That's it. Because Merrick's on here. Uh, not People com- see the name Jeff Merrick and go, oh, yeah, I know him. He's, he's not on the comedy one, but he definitely pops up on, if you go all podcasts, Jeff's done really well, his podcast, but that one definitely gave us a bit of a boost. Mm-hmm. But you see Jeff's show every day, those two hours are on, uh, 
Are you talking about 32 Thoughts or whatever, or just the, the Jeff, Jeff Merrick, Merrick show? show? Yeah, well, you know, not only is he on the radio, on the fan for two hours a day, it's also televised, that show, on Sportsnet. So to give you some uh, perspective, at 1.38 today is a podcast with Sebastian Maniscalco. You know, most people have heard of him. Number 140 today is uh, those cats, Humble and Fred. And then the people that are behind us, like that don't rank as high as a late night with Seth Seth Myers is 156. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to find some there. And there's just, I mean, I could, oh, uh, Jim Jeffries, that's 177. Mm-hmm. Club uh, Random with Bill Maher is 175. Mm-hmm. But you know what? It was a great move for the people at SiriusXM not to promote us, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially on the comedy channel. Fan-fucking-tastic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Still pisses me off, as I've said. Okay, here, I've, I've done your little Hi guys. email thing. Hi Go guys. ahead. Hi, guys. This is Hi Jeff guys. Carruthers. Last game at the Gardens. Hey, guys. Laughed my ass off on the show yesterday. Here is my story. I was lucky enough to attend the final game at the Gardens, Maple Leaf Gardens. Uh, client invite in his gold seats behind the net in this little alcove. Uh, pre-game, we went to Roos Chris. I had a ribeye and all the fixings in copious amounts of red wine. Upon entering Maple Leaf Gardens, I thought I had to let one rip. (laughs) No one would know. Big crowd, hustle and bustle. Unfortunately, (laughs) it was code brown. (laughs) And the the ribeye made an exit through the five hole as I entered the gardens. I knew I had crapped my pants. I immediately headed to the can. Uh... And did a, a swipe and wipe and uh, a ditch the uh, the gitch in the tank. So he he did a swipe and wipe uh, and he took his underwear off and he put it in the tank of the what? Toilet. Yeah, I'll tell you what that whole thing here that that taking off your underwear and ditching it somewhere seems universal. Yeah, no, yeah, right. Anyway, he says I felt bad for a minute for uh, someone would find it, no doubt. Uh, but I had a game to attend. And awesome seats. I made it to my seat and watched the last game at Maple Leaf Gardens with a memory that lasts a lifetime. It's funny. Please. Oh, oh my goodness. See the last line here? No, I don't have it in front of me. Please use a fake name if you use this on air. And then I said his name at the beginning. I'm sorry, buddy. You should have put that at the beginning. Yeah. What's the problem anyway? I don't know. I don't know. We all shit our pants. Everyone has. Come on. Oh, okay. But it... um, yeah, a swipe and wipe and ditch the gitch in the tank. I felt bad for someone. Oh, okay. If someone found it, how would someone find it if it was in the tank? Who looks in the tank unless somebody else shit themselves, lifted the tank? Yeah. There was already a pair in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and when I told that story, yeah, even though it didn't have the ending that you were hoping for, which is what I actually did crap my pants. Mm-hmm. Um, it did definitely. Oh, look, there's my good friend, Dan Daru with some more coffee for the helmet. Thank you, Daniel. Hey, hey Dan, just careful with the computer. The coffee... Hold on. D- Jesus, fuck, man. Ask Daniel. him if he still has the coffee machine, though. The big Do you still have the machine. fancy coffee machine? No, I went with Colton. Oh. I want to get another one. Okay. Dan's going to get another one. By the way, this next email is about you. Oh, should I stay here? Sure, why not? Here, there's a microphone right there if you want to weigh in, if you have something to say. There's headphones now. Look at this. is uh, unprecedented. Dan Duran in the broadcast. Uh, let me see. Is that the mic? Go testing, testing. 
Testing, testing. Keep going. Um, There you go. Hello. Hello. Okay. Okay. Bandaran, rare appearance in the studio. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. This is from Kelly Doan. No, it's not. Sorry, Kelly. We'll read yours tomorrow. This is from Holly J-A-J-C-A-J. Jajka. I'll just say Holly. Hi, fellas, says Holly. I laughed so hard about the lack of underwear. Sorry, Dan. (laughs) Thanks for making me stay. That's it. (laughs) Okay. Um, But I wonder if this might be a cool choice of underwear to try. Might be so comfy, Dan, that you might love it, says Holly Jack Jedge. Um, Apparently, it's a... uh, She saw them on Dragon's Den. And it's a brand called Man Made, the boxer brief that delivers more crotch area comfort. Oh, that sounds good. And you can check it out, Dan, at manmadebrand.com. I'm going to be checking it out to see if they want to uh, maybe sponsor your news. Oh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sponsor my junk. Sponsor your news and junk. Uh, you know what she says, Fred? She says, love your podcast, fellas. Cheers. Holly in Chilliwack, B.C. Oh, really? Hmm. Chilliwack? Yes. Have you ever been to Chilliwack, B.C., Daniel? I've been to Chilliwack. Yeah, so am I. Yeah. Long time ago. Yeah, long is time that ago. In the, yeah. Uh, is that in the Okanagan? Yeah, it's in the interior, yeah. I think I've been through there. You probably I mean, have. The, if you've driven to the West Coast, you've done it. There was a Canadian band called Chilliwack, right? Yeah, baby. Oh, there we go. On cue. Yeah. People don't, people don't even understand what I'm doing here. <laughs> Do you see how... Yeah. If you go back and listen to what just happened, that exchange, just think about how quickly... Oh, my God. Yeah. Hey, did, didn't, didn't Chilliwack play... Wasn't there a... Uh, I visited you in Vancouver when you worked at Seafox or yes. LG. And there was a there was a uh, harbor cruise or something that the band went on. And That's wasn't right. Chilliwack playing on that boat? That's exactly right, Daniel. That's oh, exactly yeah. right. And, um, <coughs> excuse me, uh, Dan Duran, why don't you return to your news desk while Freddie and I take care of some business? Thank you, Dan, for making an appearance in the studio. So I'm not reading this Kelly Doan one, that's for... No, I did, you know what, I, I made a mistake, I sent you too many. No, but we can fine. read that one tomorrow. Yep. Uh, but you can read uh, this if you want. Ah, the Retirement Sherpa, Tim Niblett, uh, retirementsherpa.ca, Tim, a portfolio manager, Raymond James, a member of the Canadian Investors Protection Fund. Uh, Tim made his appearance yesterday, and he talked about the E in Sherpa, okay? That's all I'm going to tell you. Go back and check it out, because there was some great, that was a great conversation, you know, about planning and what you need to know and what you have to keep in mind and... You know, all the things you need to... Listen, you got to be a responsible adult when it comes to planning your retirement. I mean, it just doesn't happen, okay? you got to pursue it, and you got to have the right guidance, and he's the guy. Uh, RetirementSherpa.ca is how you get a hold of Tim Niblett. And again, lots of Humble and Fred listeners, several Humble and Fred listeners are now using... And, I, and when I say using, I mean, you know, using to their benefit... The Retirement Sherpa. RetirementSherpa.ca. Um, did you see that email from Eric, our buddy in uh, Eric Trombley in uh, Kingston, yes. Amherst Island Radio? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we should save that for next week. I've sent it to the Sherpa, but I'm going to send it to you so you have it in front of you. 
because basically that's that's one of you that could be your commercial on Monday and mm-hmm. just very very sweet of Eric who's been supporting us for a long time but uh, on Monday maybe Freddie will read that because it's just fantastic uh, in the meantime, if you're someone who is uh, entrepreneurial uh, in spirit and you've been kind of curious about how you could get that idea, that online store, that side hustle, if you've been wondering what you could do to get it to, in front of people, we recommend GoDaddy. GoDaddy supports this program. We'd like you to support them. They power small business and entrepreneurs like you for over 25 years servicing over 20 million customers worldwide. GoDaddy is where people come to go where they go to get their... Sorry. GoDaddy is where people come to get a domain, create a website, and everything else you need to get your business online. You can do it, as I've mentioned several times, you can do it for free. And you can get it started without a credit card. They're free and friendly 24-7. Phone support is there to help you every step of the way. Visit GoDaddy.ca to learn more. Yeah, Chilliwack was a big uh, CanCon band. And I say that in the late 70s when I started. A lot of the CanCon bands, it's not that they weren't very good. It's just that, and I've mentioned this before, the production wasn't great. But Chilliwack... And that guy in particular, Brian McLeod, I think is his name. Too Loud McLeod was his nickname. Um, They were one of the first bands that came out of the West Coast Mm -hmm. that had great production. And and that's really what sort of the late 70s and the the 80s, where things got better. But the early 70s, some of that Stampeder stuff, the songs were fine, but the production wasn't very good. Yeah. Yeah. This is what I've heard. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't have played much of that stuff i did you know trooper and things like that but but when CanCon was first introduced there was still a lot of uh music on am radio too so you probably wouldn't catch it so much there as you would on the fm station no it's a great point the the production was good enough for am but when you Mm -hmm. actually heard the records they just weren't you know they weren't what they became i gotta mention this some of the car makers have said going forward they're not going to have AM radios in the cars anymore. Right. Did you hear that? I did, and do you know why? We, we've had this discussion because of the batteries. What do you mean the batteries? I, I can't remember that discussion. AM radio in electric vehicles. One of the first things I noticed in the fall when I got into one of the either the Kona or the Tesla was that there was no AM in it because AM frequencies fuck with the batteries. Oh, I didn't... Oh, okay. Or the batteries compromise okay. the signal, and it makes it unlistenable. Okay. Which is often the case anyway. Anyway, Sean Hannity on Fox News, he did this whole thing about the reason these car companies, these um, EV car companies, are taking AM radio out of the cars is so people can't listen to right-wing radio, which is often on AM. And I thought... How unbelievably out of touch he is. Because, you know, with Google Play, Apple Play, and everything, you can have every AM radio station in the world on your dashboard. You hit a button, and you get it perfect, clear quality. Never again do you have to put up with an AM signal that may hiss and pop Mm -hmm. and fade in and fade out. If anything, it's better for people like him. Yeah. 
the, the, because, this, the, the digital quality is better for sure. You, you know how that works. Mm-hmm. With especially, you know, I when I listen to, in, in the car, it's on my phone, which is a bit bulky. But all these tools now, again, like Google Play and um, Apple Play, where it comes right up on the screen of your mm-hmm. car, the actual little icon from the AM radio station, you touch it, and it's studio quality like FM. You dumb fucking asshole, Sean Hannity. Yeah. Well, I have it on the, in the Tesla. I don't have the, like, the, the one I have now, that <clears throat> app isn't connected. But I could easily get that. I could, you know, it's funny you say about it, you know, how, how <laughs> convenient it is. I was just, for fun, I, I, I actually asked the car to play a song. And mm-hmm. I thought it was playing it off my phone. It wasn't. It found the song online for me and mm-hmm. played it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, for a second, I yeah. was like, is this all? Because I looked down at my phone. Because I use my phone for Sirius XM, even though they hated us. I still like the service. But yeah, what a dumb fucking idiot. Well, listen, you know, you should be, you're not surprised. Um, But but the the thing is, he goes on this two or three minute diatribe, right? And then they actually post it on the website and leave it there for a few days when it is just so out of touch and makes him look like such a dinosaur. But not to his audience, because they have no idea what we're talking about. Oh, man. But that's the one great thing, like sports talk radio, like the 1050, TSN 1050 in Brampton, the signal sucks, especially at night. It's unlistenable. Oh, no, it's awful. Um, I but, thought it- but digitally through your phone, it's like they're sitting in the room with you. Uh, before I forget to, I just for, I don't know what I was, I was trying to look up swing thoughts, which I'm not sure what category we are on Apple. I thought it was sports. Maybe it is. But I got to the sports uh, charts and I thought of you yesterday too, because mm-hmm. your boys are like number two. Overdrive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like very, very popular. I'll bet. I wonder because AM numbers are so dismal. I wonder what kind of how their download numbers would compare to their AM radio numbers because the guys that listen to them are hip enough to listen to the podcast. And that 1050 signal is horrid. So, yeah, Yeah. I guess a lot of guys stream through, again, driving home through Apple Play or Google Play or through their phone or whatever. Um, Very interesting what they've done. You know, and i always a huge fan of McCallan, and he's gone now, obviously. But I often think it's like, wow, I loved McCowan, but I don't know if McCowan's show was ever this entertaining. Really? Overdrive. It's just, you know why, Howard? Because, you know, Bob isn't much of a comic, but these guys are funny. Like mm-hmm. Jeff O'Neill is funny. Brian Hayes is a great broadcaster, comes from, you know, good seed and he can be amusing and funny and it's just and you know what they do too they stop down and they do segments that aren't about sports which is key and i think it's very clever very clever well that's pretty high praise coming from you because you are Mm -hmm. all of those things a good broadcaster and very funny and and not easily uh amused no you're not you're not to be taken in by uh pretenders my friend um Dan was just I guess waiting for Dan's news. Did we did we do, I know you did the Bodog thing and I found the odds kind of odd. I know you said the Leafs were now uh not favored to win the series but favored to win tonight. I labeled the show on Facebook must win whatever. And uh, I'm probably going to take a peek at the game tonight. Yeah, but I, I don't really be- what are you I was going to ask so what is your uh where do you feel are you hopeful? 
I, I don't know, Howard. I, like, I, I'm, I'm at a loss. Again, they can win. They should win. But will that, do they have that thing, that intangible? I, you know, I'm not convinced. And I'm going to watch tonight because I really want to see how they're going to react. Because not only did they play a shitty game in game one, but the reaction has just been punishing. Yeah. And I want to see how they react. So, yeah, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to watch it from the beginning this morning because I just want to see what these guys are made of. Well, I found some interest in it as well from our discussion with Merrick and uh, my interest in how athletes react. And there is a lot to be seen. It will be interesting. And that's why I want to watch it from the beginning. Same reason, basically, that see how they come out. Because if they don't come out with sort of that storm mentality that Merrick was referring to that, you know, mm-hmm. where they're just going to put so much pressure on Tampa Bay that they just have to withstand the first 10 minutes. It'll say a lot about them and their character. Uh, without a doubt, it will. And, uh, you know, and that again, that whole gripping the stick tighter and, and being all nervous. Again, this is year seven. They've been through six rounds of losing in the first round. Certainly. They should be able to overcome that now, especially in a game two. Come on, man. Come on. Come on, come man. On, man. Uh, Dan Duran, questions? No, I was just going to say, you guys should have a watch party where everybody could join in and just watch you two rant about the whole game the whole mm. way through. That'd yeah, well, that would take effort, and we're not interested in that. <laughs> we are not interested in any extra effort yeah. at this point, Dan. Yeah, yeah. Dan, I'm making you a beautiful pasta and shrimp dish tonight. I can't be making watch party uh, arrangements. Uh, right, okay. I get it. But, you know, some for the future. Maybe, oh, yeah. You know, you know, mm. like to... Your reaction say because you know you get you both of you guys you have uh, great insight on sports mm. of which I generally don't have much of an interest in. So. Um, no, I will say th- thank you for that. But uh, and speaking of sports and pressure and mental stuff, a uh, great episode of Swing Thoughts, which will be released tomorrow. And the guest was our guest two weeks ago today, talking about golf. Uh, and I'm going to tell you if you liked Robert Dameron, which I, I know a lot of people did when he appeared with us. And I'm going to have him back again on the show because I'll tell you, Freddie, he did a half an hour with Tim O'Connor and I yesterday. Really, really funny. Told great stories. Talked mm-hmm. about what life was like after he won. You know, guys on the range giving him the business. It was just a, it was just a great half hour. And uh, if you've never listened to the uh, golf podcast that I've been doing for eight years, this was a, it'll be a good one for you, a good introduction, because Robert's so funny and, and such an engaging af- ex-athlete and broadcaster, so check it out. And, uh, you know, another network note, uh, Mike will be telling us about the latest episode of uh, Aging with Energy, which will be dropped today. Oh, really? What a network we've got. We've got with. so many podcasts. Network. How much to Hey, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> a second ago, you just said, you know, we, the way we talk about, so what's your favorite subject to talk about? Mine would be sports slash sort of politics. You know what I mean? What is your favorite? What is your favorite discussion topic? Or do you have one? Uh, I don't know if I have a favorite. I really, I'm, I mean, I guess favorite right now is what's going on in the States. Uh, mm-hmm. What's going on with just how screwed up things are? Because it's mm. astonishing. Every day is just another. <clears throat> it's so interwoven and and uh, 
and complicated that it's just uh, astonishing that, it, it, that the next thing that happens and then there's the next thing and, and no. so they, in, in that mm-hmm. way I find it it's, it's, sort of get, it all gets, it's so ridiculous it all, it, it's almost meaningless now isn't it <laughs> this may not be surprising to you but my favorite subject to talk about is um, uh, golf and politics so, and, <laughs> well uh, yes golf, we knew yeah. that uh, by beep, the beep, way beep. this uh, I don't know if you're going to use it in the news this public service strike like th- this is not going to be good like what? if you have you've wanted your passport renewed the yeah that process is paused up. oh jeez i had that written down but i told you a couple yeah. days ago that when when this the big one is that thirty five thousand cra employees are now yeah. on strike yeah right right um so everybody can cheat on their taxes yeah you fucking people mm-hmm. that take uh you caring <laughs> you caring yeah. thieves <laughs> um all right dan duran are you ready for the news I'm ready for the news. I'm not that story. I'm covering. Yeah, we're not covering that story in the news. That story is covered. All right, here we go. Now, here's to a fella named Dan Duran, a hell of a guy with a hella big wang, the quintessential anchor man. His voice is nice and low. Dan Duran, the anchor man, comes as has for credentials. He has none. Can't tell a headline from his bum, but his voice is nice and low. Dan Duran, the anchorman's here He's prone to falling off his chair But he's got a big wang So he don't care And his voice is nice and low My voice is nice and low And now live from the kitchen Right next to the now empty coffee maker And various breakfast dishes Here with news and views Is Marumi Dan Duran Time once again for our feature Things in space. Today is the day yes. that SpaceX is going to try to launch the world's biggest rocket again. It's twice as powerful as the Saturn V that was used to in the Apollo missions, and it combines their Starship spacecraft and the heavy, the super heavy booster. And it's scheduled to launch sometime this morning. Uh, they tried to do this on Monday, but there was a stuck valve or something, uh, and this will be launched from the, the uh, Texas uh, facility. Elon gives it a 50-50 chance of making it, which is what he would people give Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, over on the moon, later this month, month, Japanese lunar exploration company iSpace is set to become the first private company to successfully land on the lunar surface. No private company has done that yet, and if it does work out safely, it will deliver rovers. To uh, prove that uh, iSpace's ability uh, mm-hmm. to harvest water from the moon's soil for uh, future explorers, and, and and by the way, a Canadian private exploration company is also playing a role. They've got some cameras on uh, on it uh, on those rovers uh, that will be uh, helpful when it when it does land. It's all part of the big colonization of moon. So if you got some, you know, ground yeah. floor money, now's yeah. the time to invest in the moon. The moon. Wow. Yeah, I saw that story, on, and exciting. it is exciting. I don't know that we'll be around. You know, maybe uh, Toronto Mike will, but we may not mm-hmm. be around mm-hmm. to see any kind of return on our moon investments. But uh, yeah, yeah. Would you? Would you? If there was a tour of the moon, would you go for? Like, I, I would. Know, yes, like a, I would go to the moon for sure. Oh, like a I want to go. And I would go. I, well, he won't. But I would love to no. get up on a. I would go into space. Are you kidding me? first thing I do is, can I drive? Can I fly this thing? <laughs> no, Howard. We're just going to do an orbit. I don't care. Can I pretend I'm orbiting? First thing I do, I'd want to float. Oh, That's yes. Cool thing about space. Well, it's first you'd throw up, and then you'd float. Um, I was at the ball game on Saturday, and I saw the people hanging off the CN Tower. I wouldn't Even do that. that made me feel... <laughs> 
I would go into space before I'd hang off the CN Tower. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have any more uh, work to do here for our program? Me? No, Dan, um, no, Fred. Oh, I do. I have one oh, more. Oh, yeah. Okay. Right. There was also a news story I wanted to touch on quickly. Before well, do the news, for, and then we'll get to your other stuff. Okay, have you seen this stories about these random shootings? The kid went up to the door, had the wrong house. Yeah. Yeah, in and the, the States. The 84-year-old man shot him. Shot him right in, in the, the house, yeah. In the head. Yeah. Another kids, they pulled up a driveway. It was the wrong driveway. Literally backing out because they knew it was wrong. Shoot them. Yep. The latest one now in Texas, okay? This guy in a parking lot, 25 years old. These two cheerleaders come out, and they have the wrong car. She thought it was her car. It was another car. They open the door, and the guy shoots them. Shoots the cheerleaders. Yeah. No. 25-year-old guy. Who in the right fucking mind at 25 years old as a guy would want to shoot two cheerleaders <laughs> trying to get in his car? Ridiculous. But, but, <laughs> but excuse me, were they black cheerleaders? <laughs> yes, they no, were. I don't think so. That's what Boone. But even uh, if they Mike were, saying, well, yeah. Well, what, yeah. I know. What healthy young man would shoot cheerleaders trying to get into his car? Has he never seen porn? <laughs> <laughs> like Jesus Christ! Not to make light of these horrible stories, but that's the first thing that came to my mind. Uh, uh, here's something I've had for three days now about that. You know, again the ridiculous. Well, somewhat ridiculous, you know, a shooting of a kid that just happened to be in the wrong house. But this is interesting. Mm -hmm. Starting at, excuse me, starting at age 65, drivers in Missouri, where this happened, must renew their license every five years with a vision test each time. At 70, renewal can no longer be done by, by mail. But there's no restriction regarding gun ownership and old age in Missouri, or any other U.S. state. Mm-hmm. So tell me that your system's not completely fucked mm-hmm. when you won't when you make old people get a vision test, but they can still get a fucking gun. <laughs> Fuck me. Fuck. No, and I, you know that that first story about the eighty-four-year-old guy shooting the kid in in the head. You know, and his argument is the kid was pulling on the door, but it just shows you. That, you know, he may suffer from dementia, he's 84 years old, he may not be thinking clearly, whatever the reasons are. It just shows you when there are so many guns, what can happen when they yeah. end up in the wrong hands just because they're everywhere. Well, th- and, and by the way, so are cars. And the, the weird thing about this yes. ridiculous country is they won't let an old guy that age drive a car without without checks and balances but he can still have a gun and if he hadn't been able to get a gun at 84 maybe he's got dementia because if you had to renew your gun license in the same manner that kid would still be uh, alive and that's my uh, that's all i have to say about well he is still alive well then he'd be wouldn't be shot in the head (laughs) fuck it's uh yeah it's just in the in the rash of these coming out now like it's just like it's the Wild West. It's just like you feel threatened on, you know, on this, what it, what's it called? Stand your ground or something? Uh, like yeah. Hold it, stay your ground or whatever. Stay, like, it's just like a Wild West, man. It's like you feel threatened on any level. Just grab your gun. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. I'm not going there anytime soon. I got no time. I got no business. I got no business in that country. So many guns. Uh, so we many got guns. Uh, Toronto uh, Mike. Uh, Toronto Mike is his name. Just Toronto. TM. 
We're uh, officially FOTMs, and we'll talk to him about uh, our program and other uh, points of interest. But first, this uh, fascinating stuff, Frederick. Yes, Chambers of Commerce Group Insurance Plan. Go to chamberplan.ca today. There's a little badge there. It says, get a free quote, and you can. Find out what it will cost your small business to have a benefits package. The security that you can give your employees through this, well, it's immeasurable. They'll love you for it. Uh, Prescriptions and dental and therapies, a mental health component. They have an HR department now. Very progressive. They stay ahead of the curve. They provide all the things you need. They do a great job of keeping a a lid on... um, on uh, uh, premiums because that's important to small business it really can be done so many people think that it's not possible for small companies to have uh, benefits like large companies well you can take the time today chamberplan.ca get a free quote see what it's all about chamberplan that's right a little mix coming a little hot mix coming at you right now mashup little uh Porno for pirates, or for pirates. Yeah, porno for pirates. It's say porno for pirates. What happened to the pirate who would call in, remember? Remember Rusty the Pirate, that's right. I, I would guess that he is doing those Chuck's Roadhouse commercials. No. It sounds like him. Well, he used to do commercials, right? Mm, I don't know. I, I know that he tried to... Uh, listen, I don't know. Oh, I thought he did. Because it sounds like him. That sure sounds like that. Yeah, for years we had a pirate on our show. And uh, mm. I don't think... I think that's really one of the things that set us apart from all the other Toronto radio shows. We had a pirate. Long before... By the way, long before it was popular. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, ahead yeah. of the curve, ahead of the curve. We were, we were ahead of it. Fun fact, there, of course, is that uh, OG Hundy P. Rudra, yes, the pirate's cousin. I actually, here Rudra just wait as soon as. Here's the thing about this show. I I know that, and I look down at my phone, and what do I see? Rudra, pirates move to PEI. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's Rudra's, uh, and I think that here's another fun fact. I we knew Rusty before we knew Rudra, mm-hmm. and and I think Rusty's real name is Anil, and he was also a fun fact for you. He was also a uh, police officer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh wow! Another fun fact: you can almost give uh, credit to the pirate for the Gig Sky sponsorship of Humble and Fred. Absolutely. Dots. Oh, yeah, it all. Geez. It all's coming back, you know. Thank you, pirate. Tire. Uh, Toronto Mike. T O F O T M. Friends. <laughs> I don't Tor- know if Dan's an F O T M actually, no. but you two are no. definitely F O T M. No, Dan doesn't uh, care for your program. <sighs> Oftentimes he'll say to me, is uh, Mike going to be on? Because I really can't be. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, does he have to come on during my news? Oh, yeah. He's actually asked me, so I find um, Toronto Mike's present very uh, distracting. When's the last time you asked him to do a deep dive? Is that still? Oh, no, no, no. I'm not an idiot. Like, once I ask him, <laughs> it's right. I, he knows I want him on or I'd like to have him on. But now the ball's in Dan's court. I'm not going to annoy him. And a giant ball it is. Text a giant messages. ball. Dan, when you come into my basement? That sounds odd. It does sound odd. Um, well, here we are at the end of another week. Uh, another great week of bookings. We had uh, great uh, content, lovely times with uh, Kevin Donovan. That was great, and a great visit with Merrick. Uh, but it's and we're doing we're doing another week next week. You can't get away from it. 
Noel Kassler returns on Wednesday. And we'll have a lovely visit with somebody Dan knows and loves quite quite well. Uh, Carla Collins returns to the oh, show yeah. on Wednesday. Looking forward so, to yeah, that. So, Noel's Tuesday and Carla's Wednesday. Looking forward to it. Yeah, man. Um, and uh, in our little post-show meeting today, Boone, I'll be sharing uh, some information with, a, uh, with you as our producer. We have a okay, uh, brand exactly. new client. Oh, I heard that teased yesterday. That's yeah, great. Man. Hey, I, can I ask? Uh, I know at least one big Leaf fan on the Zoom, and I know Howard comes in and out with, depending what's going on, but... Uh, what do you think, Fred, about, like, obviously we lost that game because we sucked. Suck like, bad. we were outplayed and we, we deserved to lose badly on Tuesday night. But what do you think of the optics? Like, there's, a, there's so many referees in the NHL. And what do you think about the fact that they assign Wes McCauley to the Leafs games when Wes McCauley, the referee, for those who don't know, his sister is married to David Frost, who is Sheldon Keefe's abuser? <laughs> no. Like, don't you I, think of, like, go with another ref? Uh, again, I, you know what, Mike? I saw that story, and it was to me, it was pretty deep. It's like, really, do you think Wes McCauley's making calls in the ice because but, of David Frost? And no, no, no. But why? But even bother with the optics? Like, why not mm. remove this as a discussion point by putting one of the eighteen other referees in the? Yeah, game? maybe I, a good point. I don't know. If, if I'm Wes McCauley, though, uh, the part of that story that bothered me was they're still pretty good friends. How are you still pretty good friends with David Frost? Is what I would ask. But um, Mike has a uh, cat. Yeah. Observer, observer of the Leafs, but as a uh, an expert in the world of uh, sports and sports psychology. Here's what I would say to you and a bunch of your... I've got a bunch of my buddies out there in Milton wanking about the refereeing. It's not a good look, man. Your team just sucked. Oh, we sucked. You know, you know what I mean? Like, not, you're not... By the way, it's not just you. A lot of Leaf fans the last couple of days have been wanking about the officiating. And I would just say, you know, score... You know, there's a, there's a mm-hmm. thing we say in golf, play better. Just fucking play better. Yeah, I, you know? I totally agree. But but you know that is an interesting story because David Frost was yeah. so prominent oh, yeah. in the news a few years in the connection to. But you know, to me, it's like once removed. Like I, I don't really have the energy to even think about that because of what Howard just said. Um, but it is interesting that the NHL would assign him to this game, considering that optic just sits there. Like, so people will jump on it because it's like, I guess, Mike, why I not have I, him do I, the Rangers game? Right, Mike, I don't disagree with you that it's optically. A bit quirky, we'll say. I'm all, I'm referring to the fact that not you in this particular case, but the last two days, social media, my mm-hmm. golf chat has been filled with guys talking about how a couple of calls that went against the Leafs. Yeah. And no. I just said, I, I just wrote, play better. Just fucking yeah, play yes. better. We sucked. Um, by the way, Michael Bunting got three games, which I thought was a bit excessive, but with his, um, you know, rep around the league, you know, and again, I don't care. I really don't care how many games he gets. All I we know who has to play well. We know who have to be the best players on the ice tonight and going forward. And if that doesn't happen, I don't give a shit about the referees or Michael Bunting or the price of popcorn. I All know right. I do care That's about right. the price of popcorn, but I'm yeah. very interested yeah. which which Leafs team shows up in this first period because it, you're either going to blow them out four one or five two or something like yeah. that, or we're just going to. Repeat and that's what we, what we said just before you came on the chat here. We say, you know, like, and I, I'm interested to watch right from the beginning because that is, for me, will be fascinating to see how they react, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. I, I often will see on Mike's feed, he'll be uh, his wa- watching one of your kids play hockey, and you'll say, like, it's hockey day or whatever in Mimico. Hockey day in Mimico. Mimico. Even your kid's team is taught at that level how to get, their pu- how to get the puck out of their own end. 
You know, from the time we began hockey, especially playing defense, there's all these rules of, of how you're supposed to get, if you're the last man, et cetera, et cetera. When I said to Freddie the other day, I, two of those three goals in the first period, they just couldn't clear it out of their own end. It's pretty simple. Shoot the fucking puck out of there. Mm-hmm. Don't Terrible. try and carry it. Yeah. That's, that's one of the cardinal rules we were taught as kids. If you're, try, if, you're, if you're in trouble, don't try and carry it out of your own end. How simple right. is that? And, and you know what bothers me has been lost, not so much on William Nylander, because the past couple of years he's been the best playoff performer agreed matthews marner and john tavares how do they not realize like do they really think the regular season is like the playoffs like marners and matthews really think they can waltz around like it's the regular season it's a different game it's a different time yeah. and it's almost like oh we don't like this well you know we don't like this style like it's that's it's so disheartening right it's just disheartening yeah. that they could be so Mm-hmm. So good in the regular season and so uninspired when it matters. Yeah, because they they don't want to take that extra that step or that extra, you know. I don't know if that's what, the, what it takes. I don't know. Tangible. I don't watch it enough to know if that's the explanation. But there's something curious that a guy with Tavares experience and the talent of Matthew Matthews and Marner, the talent that they just can't bring that to the first period of the most important game that they've played since last fucking April. But guys, here's the problem. One other observation. Last year against the same team, which they lost in seven games, they won the first game 5 nothing. So this is a major step backwards in one year. And John Tavares says after the game the other day, you know, we're still learning. What? <laughs> you're in your fucking 30s. This is the seventh year that you've been in the, in the first round. You're, you're learning? He said that well, I liked learning that want. Yeah, Jeff Merrick <laughs> mentioned the Capitals, which is a nice compare, except yeah, like right. you said, Fred, and I was thinking it at the yes. same time, is they won series along the way. Like, along they the built way. on some series, they yeah. wins, and then they finally put it together. Right. We which, haven't won a series since Pat Quinn was the coach. But that's and also he's very... Dead. Yeah, he's, he's dead now. Dead. Uh, all the good coaches are dead. But that's also very typical of teams <laughs> in, in, in a lot of sports that yeah. eventually win titles. The Blue Jays won some pennants, won some uh, divisions, I should say. The Oilers famously got skunked and beat in the by the Islanders just before they went on their domination, their dominant mm-hmm. run in the early eighties. Yep. Yeah, well, there's lots, and you know, the Washington is a good thing. To, I think they actually went to a final before they actually won the cup, and again, it's a slow build. We've right. had nothing. Well, that's no what I was going to say. The, the point yeah. I was going to make, though, is mm-hmm. you, you, it is a it's a building process. You don't go from can't win a fucking first round to we win the Stanley Cup. It doesn't work right. like that. And they, right. they they because Tavares's point about it, we're still learning. Well, you you're not you got to get to round two and round three and learn what that feels like. That's right. So that the next year you can feel it past that that tipping point. It, it takes 16 wins and we can't get a fourth win. So well, well, here, here's an and again, before we move on. Like, well, we're moving. Actually, used, we're, we're shutting down. Do we're shutting down else before we shut it down. Yeah, we're, got, we're shutting down like, soon. Like Vegas and Seattle, two teams that are they're in in their infancy. Right. 
have done better than like look at yeah. Seattle the other night. Yeah. They're probably a better playoff team than the Leafs. It's again, it's that management level of identifying the intangibles and getting those players that actually show up in the postseason. And that obviously was lost on Kyle Dubas. That's all I will say. Okay. And Mike, what, what frustrating. You, no, I would just it is. What do you need to point out? To clarify here, so. what I heard earlier just for the Hundy P's listening, just to clarify. Toronto, so you two uh, wealthy local celebrities yes. have no problem with stealing coffee from Costco. I just want to say, so, so oh, stealing it's, a it's pot ridiculous. or two, no it's problem. Ridiculous. Yeah. It is real. Listen, <laughs> I, I just was, wanted to I was shocked. <laughs> what are you saying, Mike? What, what's your point? So is that like when you take a grape at the grocery store? Yes, it's exactly like that. <laughs> or one of those nice candies they have in the bins. Yes. I would love somebody to have video footage of like Freddie P putting a couple of pods in his <laughs> no, pocket. I know, and I love viral. that. You never yeah, know. And then, and then have the cops theme in the background. Bad boy, know. bad boy. What Shame, you gonna do? I, you're right. Everybody no. has a camera in their hand. I should have thought of that. Somebody Fuck. could have said, oh, yeah. There's that stout man from the radio. <laughs> let's, let's video him. Um, <laughs> all right. Listen, tomorrow's our email show. We're going to uh, go out. Like, I don't, they're usually about 20 minutes long, if you've ever heard of them. We just go over your emails, and, you know, it's fun. Uh, and then, of course, we're back on Monday. Hopefully, uh, let's see. The Leafs play tonight. I'm assuming they play again either Saturday night or Sunday. Saturday. It'll so be Saturday. Yeah. Let's hope that they don't completely okay, shit the bed. Have to, I have to tell you because you couldn't figure out where it was. Yeah, where is it, Mike? Remember the Mr. Christie? In fact, you can still see the water tower thing. The Mr. Christie at Park Lawn and Lakeshore. Okay. Oh, okay. It's that site. Wow, that's really close to us. Yeah, well, I guess that's like Humber Bay Shores or, or Mimical. But it's Park Lawn and Lakeshore. Basically. Yeah, it's, that area has become kind of fancy pantsy. That's got a lot of. Uh, that's a little bit east to you, but it's pretty nice. Um, also, uh, yeah, let's hope the Leafs. Here's the thing, and I don't know if you guys are more of a fan than me, but I, I wonder would it be better if they go up by the time we come back Monday two games to one, or would it also be good for you if they were down three nothing? <laughs> <laughs> just to get it over with no just to fucking just to, so then we'd be like talk about how much they suck Here, here's the deal they have to win if they lose tonight they're going to lose the series because then they'd have to win four of the next five games yeah mostly in Tampa and against Vasilevsky like yeah. not happening that's what I'm saying. It'll be kind of fun to talk about just how hopeless they are <laughs> there is that one side where it's like like if you're going to lose lose big lose big baby know? yeah didn't Although, we just wrap, hey, didn't we wrap this up already? I know, I know. But I know, Dan, you're the second week in a row, Dan. Dan uh, is wrap wrapping us up. up, man. Hey, in the Leafs' defense, though, but remember, last week I predicted, keep your eye on that Florida-Boston series. Something within me says that the Florida Panthers could rise up and knock the Bruins off. They beat the Bruins 6-3. to three. I think it was 6-2 at one point in that game last night. Was that so game the, one? The the pan- yeah. No, game two. It's 1-1 one, one uh, now. Oh, okay, Boston yeah. won the first one, but in Boston, the Panthers uh, kicked their ass last night. So. Okay, well, let's keep an eye on that. And uh, mm-hmm. But there is something about, I, again, back to the, some of the things I love about sports. Like it's, It is something interesting about watching a, 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 a team get blown out, or like in golf sometimes when someone's got the lead coming into the last round. And, you know, you don't like to see somebody... Fail, but as you say, Mike, if you're going to fail, you want to see somebody fail epically, you know, like just completely. <laughs> like that French guy in the Masters, the Jean Val, Jean Vandeveld, one of the right. fucking greatest meltdowns of all time in any sport. And I've seen that video. If you haven't seen it? Go look at it. He, he literally, he literally, all he has to do is 
make a bogey on the last hole and he wins the British Open and he makes a zillion. Okay, Dan Duran, I know, I know. We've got to go. Thank well, you very much. Dan getting uh, to his drum. He's got to get to work. You better not come up there and see your peanut butter and banana dishes everywhere. <laughs> it's all cleaned up. Now. All right, man. Come on. Come on. Come on. This episode of Humble and Fred was brought to you by the Retirement Sherpa, the Chambers Plan, Bodog, Aaron Ventures, EVNet.ca, and GoDaddy. We read all of our emails. We have a Friday email show, Humble and Fred at HumbleandFredRadio.com. Liking and subscribing really helps us out by charging up the getting noticed algorithms. So does getting your friends to listen to just one show, please. Just, just one show. For Humble and Fred, I'm Dan Duran. And remember, we're number three on the Apple Podcast list for Canadian comedy with guys who talk about poop and their blood pressure. Enjoy every goddamn day. Two turntables and a microphone. Bottles and cans just clap your hands. Just clap your hands. Just clap your hands.